Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Go Call Your Sister. We're so excited to be with you guys. Hey, Allie, how's your week going? Hey, Bird. My week is going well. I have been snowed in for the past three days. Um, my friend Rachel just walked over, so I had my first uh, human interaction because Mario has been stuck in Chicago. So it's been a cold, lonely few days, to be honest. I know. It's insane. I've been seeing everyone's pictures of snow and Oxford got a bunch of snow too. And it just has made me like so grateful to live in California because I'm moving this week and I could not imagine doing that with snow involved. Like it's been sunny, like 65 every day. And I feel for you guys because you know, I just do not like the snow. Yeah, I was questioning our life decision of moving back to Nashville. Um, no, I, I'm glad we we did. But yeah, I did was not excited about the snow. I have yet to like step foot in the snow. Um, I'm not one to go out and play in the snow. I don't want anything to do with the snow. So um, yeah, your girl has been inside for the past three days. Has it cleared up at all or is it still everywhere? Well, we got around eight inches, so it's going to take a while to thaw out, but our driveway and cars are completely frozen still. Um, It's funny, Rachel um, lives nearby, so she came over just now and she was like, I'm laughing because there are no like footprints in your yard. It just looks pristine because, and I was like, yeah, because no one has been outside. Like I am not going outside in zero degree weather. There is no chance. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm not about that life. Like, I like snow for like a ski aesthetic, like take cute pictures and then like get me out. Like, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, well, it's supposed to snow again tomorrow. And the temperature, like when I woke up this morning, it was at negative one, negative one. Oh my God, I would literally die. Like, I w- I'm not even kidding you. Like in California right now, everyone is wearing like puffers and beanies and it's 60. And I'm like, guys, come on, like, let's relax a little bit. It's over the top. Yeah, well, I think it's here to stay because it's all going to freeze over. And I'm a little bit bummed because <laughs> the only thing that was really getting me through is that we were supposed to be going to Miami tomorrow. And the trip has been canceled oh, yeah. just with Mario being stranded in Chicago. And we had some things shift around. So we're actually going to go in February now. But so I still have that to look forward to. But that's always a bummer. Damn, you were excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to stay here and be cold, I guess. Oh, I feel for you. I've been having a pretty, like, I really have no major updates of the week other than that I'm moving. So luckily we've had like, we have 15 days between like our new lease starting and our old one ending. So like, it's kind of a slow move, but in the same way, I'm like, am I doing enough? Because like every day I've gone over there and like taken things, but I have no furniture in the room yet because we're doing the like major move this Saturday with Raina's dad. He's bringing a U-Haul. And I just am kind of like dilly-dallying around. I feel like once Saturday comes, I'm going to be so <laughs> overwhelmed because we just have so much stuff still left in the house. But we have a lot of hands on deck. We have a lot of people prepared with their talents, getting ready for us to move. We've assembled a great group of like men to do the moving. So is she one of those men? We've never said his name on the podcast. We've only said hinge man. Okay. Is hinge man one of those men? Yes. Yes. Hinge man <laughs> is coming. <laughs> hinge man's coming. My friend Matt's coming. Our friend Chris from Ole Miss is coming. So we definitely have like, we have the means necessary and I'm just like ready for it to be done. Cause like I keep going the house. It's just completely empty. I just want my stuff. Like, you know, when you're like moving, I mean, you know, this you've moved like 20 times this year. Like when you're <laughs> moving, you just want to be done. Like you just want to have your stuff in there and be done. Yeah. 
I mean, our house is still a work in progress. Like we are still waiting on furniture to be delivered. It just takes time. Yeah, it really does. And it's just insane. Like how perfect our new house is. Like when I drive into the neighborhood, I have like a full view of the ocean. Like we literally have the backyard is the ocean. Like that's where our house is. And it's so nice. I also have an office in my room, which is one of the only things I said I wanted in a new house. I was like, I just want an office in my room. And I know that sounded crazy because I've never toured a house with like an office attached to a bedroom. And so, but it's hard because Perry and I both work from home. So if she's at the desk, I don't really have a place. And I literally walked into the showing with Perry and lo and behold, in the room is a full office. So I'm really excited. I'm actually embarking on a Maybe like, I don't know if it'll be challenging. I assume it will be, but I'm wallpapering part of my office myself. And so I'm just like really interested to see how that goes. So I'll keep you guys updated um, on social media when that unfolds. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll document the whole process for us to see, Um, which I'm glad because I've never done peel and stick wallpaper, but I am interested in doing it in a couple of spaces. So really interested to see how that goes for you. And I am very excited that you have an office space because we have some news coming soon and you will be needing that office. Exactly. I know. It's just going to be really nice. Like over the last, I've kind of had like transitions in my job, like career front lately, because you guys know this, like I've been working for a um, eyewear company that's based in Sorrento Valley in San Diego for since I moved to San Diego, it was like one of the biggest reasons that I moved. I met this man on a plane. He offered me this incredible job. And I'd been doing that like Monday, Wednesday in the office. And it was a great, like, it was just a great bridge job for me, like to get my feet on the ground in San Diego, make some money. Like I was, they paid me so generously and made a lot of connections and learned a lot of stuff. But I'm transitioning out of that role now because I'm really looking to go, like, I want to be full-time remote. Like, it takes a toll, I think, on my social media work when I'm in an office and I'm run down. Like, I, I truly, like, I know this sounds bad. I do not know how people do it, like, nine to five in an office. Like, I, after two days a week, I'm, like, dead. I can't. Like, I've never, I've never done it before and I never want to do it again. I haven't been in an office setting since pre-COVID. We had the option at the home edit, but it was more, like, of a laid back, like, kind of studio vibe. Um, but yeah, looking back, I don't know how I did it. I was in an office every day from like eight to five thirty. Yeah. And I know that like post COVID, a lot of roles have transitioned to more like hybrid and completely remote, which I think is great. I mean, obviously like each side has pros and cons, like pro of having an office is I feel like I'm really focused when I'm there and like, I'm really like into my work. And then when you're working remote, you have to be like a lot more disciplined with yourself to like, you know, actually get things done. But it's just, I'm excited for this opportunity because I've kind of been limited by what I could do because I do have to be in an office twice a week. And so now I just kind of feel like the world is like back open to me and I can just like go wherever. And it was such a flexible job. Like they did not care when I went to Hawaii for a month. Like they were very, very lax, but it's just nice to not have to like run things by people and just be like, okay, I'm going. Yeah. Um, You do have to get very disciplined with yourself. So I'm sure we will talk about doing that at some point because I had to learn it. Like, you know, going from being in an office setting to working from home and from that to working for yourself, like you really have to hone in on what you want your schedule to be and like what works for you and when you work best. And it takes some trial and error for sure. Yeah. I mean, my like working hours are so weird because like I will be in bed and have like a creative spark hit me at like 11 p.m. and I'm like cranking out solid quality work but a lot of the time like in the midday like I need 
to go on a walk. Like I need a break. And so being, you know, working in social media, it's all about when you have that creativity flowing. And I've also learned that like when you try to force it, when you're not feeling it, you just produce like shit content. Like it's bad. Yeah, totally. I've been trying to do that myself and just take breaks when I need it. And especially, you know, we talked about on the last episode, our stress levels with our aura ring might have been just all over the map. And I'm honestly like pretty concerned about it because stress, you know, leads to all sorts of negative side effects and long-term, you know, diseases and sicknesses. And so it is something that I really want to get in check, um, especially now that I have this amazing device where I can actually track it. I know. I I feel that way too. And we've been wanting to an episode about like regulating your nervous system, cortisol. Obviously, we're not doctors. Like we are not even in the slightest. But I think both of us have kind of been on journeys where we've been really working to lower our cortisol levels, regulate our nervous systems. I've been on a huge mental health like reset the past month. So I think it's going to be a really timely episode, especially in the new year. Like I actually heard something on a podcast the other day. It said that the third Monday of the new year is always like the worst day for people's mental health collectively. Cause it's like the third Monday after a holiday, you're getting back in the groove, you're off that mm-hmm. high of like Christmas and new years. And so I feel like there's a lot of people out there who probably are feeling kind of in a little bit of a funk. And if that's you, it's totally normal. We're with you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like these words are so buzzy right now, like vagal nerve and nervous system and cortisol. And so I really just wanted to take this time because you and I talk about it so much to kind of break it down and then talk about ways that we're getting this under control this year. Absolutely. So my gosh, even like looking at my stress levels yesterday, I was stressed for five hours and 30 minutes. What? Five hours and 30 minutes. Let me look at mine. I was stressed for an hour and 45 minutes. And I think most of it was when I was watching a movie last night with Hingeman. We were watching Midsummer, and I've never seen that movie before. And it was so like, I didn't sleep at all, which for me to not sleep during a movie, that just means it has to be like so incredibly fucked up for me to be awake. And it was, and I think I was, most of my stress was during that movie time. So interesting. Like my, my chart is all over the place, but definitely like when I was stressed last night, I mean, I was working on something for work, but I was stressed from eight to nine 45 when I went to sleep. It is helpful because you can see like what times of the day that you experience stress. So you can really like check in with your body and be like, okay, this is the time I usually get stressed. So like, let me, you know, do some breathing techniques or something to help kind of get me regulated. Not to like, just make you feel terrible, but Saturday and Monday, I was stressed zero minutes. And Sunday, I was only stressed for 15 minutes. And I think that was when I was lifting a box into my house. Rub it in. I mean, all of mine are like literally at least two hours. That's wild. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just really interesting. And like, kind of like you said, focusing in on like what in my life is contributing to my daily stress. And so the topic of this episode is really what just stress? like- What stress? I mean, for this is, this is theoretical, obviously. This isn't, you know, this maybe it's just for you, but <laughs> no, I definitely feel stressed. And the topic of today's episode is just like, we're getting our cortisol levels in check. We're getting our nervous systems regulated in 2024 because hot girls should not be stressed for five hours a day. 
plus. I, I wonder if it has to do with just like our personalities and like our birth order too, because like as the oldest child, I feel like I'm like programmed to like perform and like I put a lot of stress on myself. And so, and I've noticed that in my job too, because I am doing work for clients. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself to like perform. And so, yeah, I want to really, really learn how to manage that and just get it under control. Yeah. So we have some guests lined up in the next few weeks to come in and talk more about this, like the whole medical side, you know, exact terminology. But we just want to share with you guys some things that we've been implementing in our lives to lower our cortisol levels, to regulate our nervous systems, and just kind of the journey we've been on with that. Because like I said, it's good for the new year to start just doing what you can to make your brain and body like the healthiest it can be and feel. Yeah. Well, I think to kick it off, you know, like I said, these are buzzwords right now. We hear them all the time. Um, So just to differentiate between cortisol and stress. So cortisol is the hormone that is produced by your adrenal glands, which sit on top of each of your kidneys. When you feel stressed, um, increased cortisol is released into your bloodstream. Um, So that's what causes your cortisol levels to rise. So it's like whenever your body perceives stress, those adrenal glands flare up and start releasing cortisol into your bloodstream. And we need cortisol because that is like the fight or flight response that has kept us alive for our whole life. So we need that. But it's just learning how to like regulate it. So you're not constantly living your life in a state of flight or fight. And I've been like really researching a lot about the vagus nerve. And so basically, you have the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic is the rest and digest. So that's like the very peaceful, calm nervous system. And then the other one, sympathetic nervous system, that's your fight or flight. And so the vagal nerve is the main system of the parasympathetic system. So that's why you hear people talking about all the time, like regulating your vagal nerve, because that is the one that puts you in that like rest state. Interesting. So you've definitely done your research on this topic, as we can all tell. I have. I told you, I'm very concerned. Like, I do not want to be stressed for five hours a day. It's really, like, alarming to me. I'm alarmed for you. And I think it's very true. And, like, honestly, it's interesting that, like, you know, we've heard, like, the terms fight or flight and all these things, like, you know, stress our whole lives. But we've never really learned. I've never heard the word cortisol until, I guess, like, mom got out of rehab and started doing, you know, a lot of inner work. And she had gone to on-site And that's when I really started learning like, okay, there's more to just like feeling stressed or like feeling nervous, you know, and we all hear anxiety, but there is just a lot like deeper things going on in our bodies that I feel like we don't really know how to understand. Yeah. And I feel like you have to make friends almost and not to make this like a science class at all, but you have to make friends with the side, the sympathetic nervous system, because that fight or flight has kept you alive your whole life. So you need it. It can't just go away. But like I said, it's learning how to, you know, when to kick it into high gear and when to step back. Yeah, I really like that. I like the idea of not labeling emotions or feelings as good or bad. Like I've worked on that a lot in therapy. And even like we've talked about this with like food, like good foods, bad foods, good feelings, bad feelings, because every feeling has a role. Like, you know, when you're nervous, it's because our body's protecting you. Like when you're happy, it's because you're experiencing something that's bringing you joy. And so like no emotion is good or bad, but obviously too much of one thing, too much cortisol is an issue because it can cause an imbalance. 
Yeah. And I, I don't want to get stressed over feeling stressed. So I think that it is important to, like you said, not just label because you do need stress. Like if you didn't feel stress or fight or flight, you would walk out into the street and get run over or something, you know? Imagine a movie. This is a good movie idea. Like a world where they take away like all cortisol, like people are born without like, or just like something happens kind of like bird box, but like everyone's cortisol disappears. And then people are just like, jumping off things, like running in like a state of like pure bliss and relaxation. That sounds literally nice. sounds <laughs> nice. But, like you'd, I'd have to be like a padded room because I would go do like crazy shit. Well, one thing I was thinking about when I was reflecting upon my week of really high stress levels, I realized that we had run out of decaf coffee and I've been a decaf coffee drinker for years. I hardly ever drink regular caffeine. But when we were home over Christmas, I started drinking full caffeinated coffee because our parents had that. And so then when we got back to Nashville, like we were out of coffee and we started just drinking regular coffee because it's what we had. And I was drinking like two to three cups a day last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And excessive caffeine can really, really spike your cortisol. Absolutely. I actually cut out caffeine completely. Uh, most a month ago since I started this whole journey, um, which I want to get into more as well. But I cut out caffeine because before I got medicated for my anxiety, I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything like humanly possible to alleviate it before I kind of went to the route of medicine, which I think there's obviously no shame in that. But I was slamming like, you know, an Alani new and a Starbucks coffee every single day, plus like whatever else. And in the middle of the day, I just would feel so anxious, so wired, so jittery. And I remember someone came to our office, this guy from South Africa, and he was like, yeah, the best thing I ever did for myself was stop drinking coffee because it completely got rid of that like wired feeling in the middle of the day. And I had been experiencing that so much. And like, I do miss caffeine. Like I wish I could slam a coffee, especially during the move. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, raw dogging a move with no caffeine. I mean, (laughs) God bless the fact that I can take naps like a toddler because I would be so incredibly fucked. But other than that, like I have noticed that like, just, I don't have that spike of like kind of anxious wired feelings throughout my day. Like I used to have when I was drinking a venti brown sugar milkshake and espresso with cinnamon cold foam every single day. (laughs) And I'm probably saving like hundreds of dollars too, you know? Totally. I've been drinking a lot more tea. I don't think I can go like no coffee. So I've been doing decaf this week, but because I just like the way coffee tastes, but I have been trying to do more tea um, when I am craving that like midday coffee. Um, But another thing I was thinking about last week because my levels were so high, I was going back to the sauna and I noticed that when I was in the sauna, my stress levels were really high And so I started looking into that and like cold plunges and saunas can cause a temporary rise in your cortisol, but it's actually not bad because it helps your body learn how to deal and adapt when you do have those cortisol spikes throughout your day. That's really interesting. Something I'm excited about in our new house is that we have a sauna, um, which is so amazing. So I can't wait to do that. But yeah, I, I have heard that, especially with cold plunges. A lot of my friends are into cold plunges right now. Um, so like maybe that's why you know your levels are super high. It couldn't always it sh- it might not always be like alarming. Maybe yeah. Well, I did not go to the sauna yesterday, so <laughs> during my five mm. hours of stress. Mm, yeah, um, but yeah, that is just you know something to keep in mind if you are doing those things. And also another thing, like while I was looking into this, that I thought was really interesting was we talk a lot about melatonin, and you hear that a lot, like with sleep. 
but cortisol is actually the opposite of melatonin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, that's why before you go to bed at night, you're supposed to turn the lights out, um, you know, and kind of sit in the dark, not the complete dark, but just like softer lights, like don't look at screens. That way your melatonin is balanced. So you can actually have a good restful night's sleep. And in the morning, you're supposed to spend at least 10 minutes in direct sunlight to get your cortisol levels regulated for the day. That's really interesting. I've actually learned a lot about like circadian rhythm and blue light through working for this eyewear company because they had a line of blue light glasses and I didn't really know a lot about it other than like maybe I should probably wear them. Yeah, I have mine over here too. Um, I'm like, I should probably be wearing these because it's super interesting how we have so much screen time involved in our day-to-day lives. And that's more than just like, you know, being on social media. Like that's my job also, but like computers, TVs, every single part of our life has some sort of blue light and that completely disrupts your circadian rhythm and it makes your body unsure when to produce melatonin because your body's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be asleep right now. And like, think about how much you like watch TV or get on your phone before like going to bed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is wild to think about like how dysregulated our systems can get just looking at screens all day. And one thing that I've noticed, it's a big change maker for me is I, dad got us these light bulbs like last Christmas um, that you control with your phone. And I have them in my, they're like Bluetooth light bulbs. I have them in my lamps um, in my room. They're from Amazon. It's like $16.99 for a pack of two. And when I get in bed, first of all, I hate overhead light. Like everyone who knows me knows, like my family calls me a vampire because like I would rather light a candle and hold a little lantern than have overhead light on. Like it just drives me nuts. I hate it. And so I always have like dim lights in my room but at night, I turn on the like pink kind of like it's called relax on the setting. I have it I on right now. On. Yeah, I have them on as soon as I get in my bed. And I feel like it's kind of like I've trained my brain to be like, okay, when these lights come on, like we're settling down and we're getting ready to sleep. And I think yeah. it's, it really has made a difference. I have my light bulb in my office now and I have it on, it's been on the relaxed setting all day. It's probably going to stay on the relaxed setting forever. Um, But it is crazy like how you can train your brain to um, recognize certain things because I listen to this sound machine app every night and like the minute I hear it, I am instantly asleep. Like it is so insane. I have gone a step further than that. I used to have an app. So I'm like blasting the sounds in my ear all night on my phone. But someone told me, like, I can't believe that you blast that, like, sound all night, like, from your phone. You should just get a regular sound machine. And actually, my ex-boyfriend had this sound machine um, that he literally traveled with. Like, when we would go on trips, like, that sound machine was always with us. And so I got really used to sleeping with that noise. And then, obviously, we broke up. I was, like, not having that noise anymore. And so I bought the same exact one from Amazon. It's like a actual sound machine like box. And that way I can turn on and I can put my phone like away from me because Mm -hmm. I used to have to have it so close because it was my sound machine. And also the sound machine app that I was using was only eight hours. And it was insane how when as soon as it turned off after eight hours, I'm like awake. And like it was waking me up because it was what coming is it like yeah. to sleep eight hours I don't even know that life I know I was about to say I know you haven't <laughs> ever experienced like a, an ending at eight hours but like <laughs> I would wake up I would wake up to the noise ending and it was I didn't so, even know I'm it so ended. yeah my so that's why I love the sound machine the sound that I love is called 
I don't, it doesn't even have names. Like this sound machine does not have names, but we've all named it Thunderstorms on the Plains. I don't know why that name came to mind, but it literally is that. It's like a thunderstorm on like a rolling plane. Like it has like lightning every once in a while. And like that noise, if I turned on right now, I would not be able to finish the episode because I would fall asleep. Same, same. Like my brain is so wired that that sound means sleep. I'll put the link to the sound machine and the light bulbs in this week's show notes because they're both like very inexpensive, but they are like extremely necessary parts of my day. And when I was traveling in Europe and I was having to go back to my app on my phone, I was like, ugh, like this is not the same. Yeah, I love that. I definitely see your point about getting your phone away from you because that is so true. When you're doing the sound machine on your phone, you're constantly having to like pick up your phone in the morning or right before you go to sleep. So I love that. And just kind of continuing on with this, um, we've kind of been talking with each other about different things that we're doing in addition to the the sound machine, the no caffeine, the lights, um, and just wanted to share them with you guys of how we are reducing stress and cortisol in our lives. And then, you know, in a couple of weeks from now, we'll do a little check-in to see how things are going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Bird, why don't you tell us your first thing that you're incorporating into your day-to-day? Okay, so mine is obviously a larger, you know, decision than I have a lot of like natural things I want to share with you guys, like things that I've been doing for the past few months and supplements and stuff. But I would say the biggest thing that lately, I talked about this a little bit in our season three premiere, but I just kind of started taking it at that point. So I wanted to wait and give myself some time um, to adjust and actually feel like I can talk about it. But I was put on Lexapro in December. It's been almost exactly a month since starting it. My anxiety was just out of control. I couldn't get it. Like after I cut out the caffeine, I wasn't drinking. Like there was just like nothing that I was doing was helping. And so my therapist told me, you know, like a lot of times you can do everything physical, like physically and naturally, but like you still might need a little extra help. And I'm so, so, so incredibly thankful that our family is so open-minded now about like medication and psychiatrists and therapy because I was able to so quickly get a psychiatrist recommendation in San Diego. And before I even left San Diego for Christmas, this is like all in a five-day period, I had had this talk with my therapist, got into a psychiatrist and had medicine. And so I started taking Lexapro. And when I first started taking it, I was really, really, really anxious. Like I was anxious about taking anxiety medication because my anxiety was just off the charts. And also I made the grave, grave, grave mistake of looking on TikTok under Lexapro. Don't do it. Like actually never consult social media for literally anything. Like that's with everything. Like if you get on there, look up IUD, people are going to be like, I got an IUD and I died. Like, no, like it's very (laughs) normal. Like people do these things. And so I got on there and looked at Lexapro and people were like, I gained 50 pounds. I lost all my feelings. I can't cry. I like, you know, all these terrible, I'm throwing up every day. It was just horrible. And I was so scared. And I wish I would have never done that. But the best thing I ever did through this experience was I called one of my best friends who's been on Lexapro for four years. And she was like, look, I've had none of these side effects. We're the same. We both live very active lives. Like you watch what you eat. Like you're not going to gain weight. And, you know, my psychiatrist gave me to start a really small dose. So I started on 2.5 milligrams, which is so little. And I took that for a week and then I went to five milligrams and that's my like max um, prescription or dose. And I cannot tell you guys the difference it has made in my life in the last month in almost every aspect. Like work. I'm so much more focused and I'm so grateful that my psychiatrist never leaned into the whole ADHD things. I was telling him how I couldn't focus. And he was like, 
a lot of people would throw you on like Adderall or um, one of those medications. But like, I think that the reason you can't focus is because you're having racing thoughts due to anxiety. And so he never even entertained that. He was like, let's find the root cause before we look for other reasons. And so I ended up doing a gene site test, which a lot of people in our family have done. It's basically, I had it shipped to our house in Oxford because I was home. You swab the inside of your cheeks and then you send your DNA to a lab and they're able to actually look at what medications your body reacts to better than others. I know mom's done this. I think Wynn did it because a lot of the times with medication and prescriptions, like it's kind of a guessing game. You're like, what, what dose do I get on? What? There's so many different anxiety medications. Like you've been on different ones than, than I've been on and mom and when everyone. So, um, he ended up putting me on Lexapro to start because he was like, with all the symptoms that you're telling me and like my clients who fit your kind of like profile, I think this could be the best option. But because I was on such a low dose, he was like, if we get your results from the test back and like, you're not compatible with Lexapro, or if you're having these horrible, you know, side effects that you're scared of, we'll switch you. And yeah, just like every part of my life has completely shifted. Like my brain is calm. Like I feel so much more at peace in my head. Like I'm able to sort out my thoughts and not like fixate manically on like random things, like getting work done socially, my relationships, I've already can tell a huge difference because I'm able to really focus in on what people are telling me and not spend so much time. Like I used to just cancel plans because I was like, oh, I felt anxious this morning. I I don't want to do anything tonight because I might feel anxious when I'm there and I might get like, you know, I might want to go home. And like, I was just so panicked, especially like towards the end of last year. And through treating my anxiety, I feel like my energy levels have just skyrocketed because I know that I can do things and not have to fear, you know, being anxious. And it's not that I feel different in my day to day. Like it's not like I take the medicine. I'm like, yeah, I feel great. Like I feel high. I don't feel anything. It's just in moments where I would normally be really overwhelmed. Like for example, I'm moving right now. I have not been stressed once. My stress levels were zero on the day that I started moving because I just know that I'm capable now of doing everything in due time. And I don't have to like spend so much time worried about it. So I know that's kind of a long summary and I've only been on it for a month, but I just want to tell you guys that because I know on social media, like I definitely project myself as a very like high energy, happy, fun, like I love life kind of person. And that's who I am. And I think that you can be that way and also still struggle and need help. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. And I think that like on social media and through society, we're kind of working through this more now and it's more normal, but there is kind of a stereotype of like, You only need to be on Lexapro if you're really fucked up, like something really bad, you're depressed, like whatever. And it's not really that. It's just that like we all sometimes need a little extra help. And I don't plan on being on it for like an extended period of time. But for right now, it's just completely changed the game for me. So that's kind of the biggest update. And I feel like I can actually talk about it in depth a little bit more. I wish you would have gotten an aura ring before you started taking the medicine so we can know like if it actually made a difference on your stress levels. I, would I mean, I like, I no. 100% think it has because like I would spend all day just so stressed. And I also started taking, this is a, so I take a beta blocker and it's um, called propanolol, I think something like that. And um, I only take it when needed. But the biggest thing with my anxiety is that I was waking up, you guys, like I was able to track it with an Apple watch. Like my heart rate when I woke up was the same heart rate I had during a F45 cardio day. 
waking up in the morning. So as soon as I woke up, my body was like, something's wrong. You're freaked out. Fight or flight, like cortisol probably through the roof. And the beta blocker, I take it when I notice my heart rate, which having the aura ring is great because when I can tell my heart rate is spiking in situations it shouldn't be, I take that and it basically blocks all the physical symptoms of anxiety. And so when that's not happening, I'm able to calm my brain down a lot faster, you know, box breathing, meditation, all those things. I'm able to use my tools that I've learned, but I couldn't use them before because my body was literally like, you need to go to the hospital. You're having a heart attack. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's working well for you. And I'm really happy that you found a tool that seems to be helping you with your anxiety. Yeah. And like I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but the gene site test, I'm really glad we're doing this episode today because I just had a follow-up um, appointment with my psychiatrist and he got my results back. And I thought it was really interesting because in, you know, in our family, people have taken all kinds of different medications and it's like, you know, this worked for Wynn and this worked for mom. But I was able to see on my results what medications my body is genetically altered like to work with. And like, for example, Zoloft and Wellbutrin, which are two that people in our family have been on, my body doesn't react well with it, which is really interesting because it's such an individualized thing. And so this is a kind of journey if you do decide to go on this route, like it's so individual, do what's best for you. You don't need to listen to what your mom takes or what your sister takes. Like you need to do what's best for you. And I thought that gene site test was really interesting. It's a little pricey, I will say, and insurance will cover some of it. But I think having that knowledge of like your body is so, so, so powerful. And it's not all medication. It's just like anxiety and depression and And ADHD. Yeah. Those types of medicines. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, leveling out your hormones and your stress and all of that, it is such a, like you said, a trial and error type thing. So, you know, maybe before you even get into, you know, exploring what it would be like to take medicine. Um, you know, there are a lot of different things you can try before that. And, you know, we're going to kind of talk through some of the other things that we're doing. Um, and, you know, for me, speaking of like ADHD and all of that, you know, I have found myself really having a hard time focusing on like one thing. Um, I've always been a multitasker. And so I have found myself in work and life always doing multiple things at once. And I think it has just like exhausted my adrenals to like nothing because I'm just constantly in a state of doing a million things at once. And so I'm really trying to hone in on just doing one thing at a time. So like this morning when I was making a phone call, instead of like making coffee and like checking my email, I literally just sat on the couch and just had the phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we live in a society where like we've always touched on this, like busy is best. Like I need to be busy. I need to be productive. I need to be multitasking. But really, like you're just wearing yourself out and like it's more intentional to focus on one thing and do it right and be completely present than like trying to do a million little things at the same time. Yeah. And we're, you know, I say this all the time and I tell other people this advice and I just need to take it myself. But just because you can do all the things doesn't mean you should. And just because you can do seven things at once and get a bunch of stuff done doesn't mean that you should because you will end up exhausted and stressed for five and a half hours. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, like we always reference the tools in our toolkit, which I've definitely honed in on so much through therapy. I think therapy in itself is just a great way to lower your cortisol levels because just having someone to talk through thoughts that like you might not want to talk about with your family or your friends. And, 
you know, even if you, I think this is important to say, even if they want, like will listen, it doesn't mean you always should talk to them about things like that is exhausting as a family member, as a sibling, having Mm -hmm. that person who is being paid to listen to you has a degree to give you advice has been a game changer. And so things like breath work, we talk about box breathing a lot. That is huge for me because even on the medication, like I still have times where I get a little worked up and then I can go to that. And I'm like, oh, I have all these, you know, things. We love meditation. My favorite uh, meditation is purely being guided meditations by Lucy Love. She was actually on our podcast in the very early days, I think like episode three. She still to this day is like one of the most fangirl guests we've ever had. Cause like I listen to her voice every single day, but we have a lot of different recommendations. That would be mine. What do you, what are some of your tools that you like best? Yeah, I love the deep breathing. Um, I found that, you know, when I am in a really kind of stressed out work phase or if, you know, anything in life is really causing me a lot of stress, I find myself forgetting to breathe and I will literally be sitting there thinking and I will be, and I'll be sitting there realizing that I haven't taken a deep breath and in a long time. And so just reminding myself to breathe, like it sounds so simple and almost like, yeah, yeah, breathe, whatever. But when you actually think about it, you can realize like you start to realize like, wow, I have not taken a deep breath in a long time. So really just, you know, taking a couple minutes just to breathe in and out and two techniques that I really like. One is vagal breathing. So this actually helps reset that vagus nerve system. Um, But you breathe in really, really slow from your belly and let your rib cage expand. And then you exhale longer than it took for you to inhale. So really, really pushing Mm -hmm. things out or really, really pushing that air out. And also um, this is a really good breathing technique for when you are really, really in a high stress moment. Um, You breathe in through your nose and then out like you're breathing through a straw. So you put your lips in that straw, like you're pushing through a straw. So it's very like focused um, and doing a couple rounds of that really like you can tell immediately. It's almost like you start to feel high in a way. And that's such a powerful, these are powerful tools to have because breathing is free and it's always available. So like you can be in the most high stress situation. You can be on an airplane, whatever, whatever like kind of freaks you out. And it's always available for you. Box breathing in four, hold four, exhale four, hold four. Like that is so easy and no one knows you're doing it. I mean, maybe if you're like breathing out of a straw and you're like, <laughs> people are going to be like, um, what's up? But like, that's not supposed to sound like that. But like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's discreet and people don't even know that you're regulating your nervous system. You're just kind of doing it. It's time to be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I need to perform this practice. It's just like... Yeah. It's easy. Well, and there are so many different types of breath work you can do. And an app that I really like is called Open, and they have a section all on breath work and different breath work practices. And that's been really helpful for me. And yeah, like even setting reminders on my phone to just stop and breathe because I need it. I will get so focused and honed in on what I'm doing that I actually do forget to take deep breaths. So, you know, making sure that those alarms are going off, those reminders. Um, and you know, just making time for mindful breaks in your day because we're not robots. We're not meant to to just work eight hours straight with no breaks. Yeah, absolutely. Something that's really changed my perspective lately is my therapist went to this with me a while ago. Is that like our brains are never really sure what's real and what's fiction? You know, what's actually reality? Because you know, our brains are exposed to so many different things all day, especially with like 
I mean, I bet like in the good, like little house in the prairie days, like their brains really probably weren't that expanded because they were just like seeing the same people every day doing the same thing. But like how much our brain sees like AI, social media, our, our brain, brain is cannot- exhausted because it's constantly taking in information like no other generation right. before us. Like we have it coming at us in every possible way. Hundred percent. And so, a big thing for me is like it sounds silly, but you have to talk to your brain and be like, "Hey, brain!" Like I, again, you don't have to say this out loud and think people like make people think you're crazy. But I just say to myself, like, you know, you're kind of freaked out right now, but you're okay. Like you don't need to be, especially like in relationships. There's things that trigger me from past relationships, and I have to go in and tell my brain, "You're not in that relationship anymore. This isn't something that's a problem for you." you're overreacting, like you're okay, you're safe, you're good. And it sounds funny because it's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to my brain, but it really does sort out your mind and really calm down your your thinking patterns. And if you can get in the habit of that, of just being like, we're good, you know, we're just in target, we're not running a marathon, like we're okay. And just that's a self-soothing technique that's also very easy, accessible, and free. Yeah. And continuing on the list of, or, and continuing down the list of free things that you can do to help de-stress. Um, one thing that I've been really liking is just finding time to do something fun. Like whenever I start to feel that tightness in my chest and just like, I can't take a deep breath, just stopping and doing something fun. You know, for me, it's listening to a funny podcast. Like I like the Heather McMahon podcast or the toast. So your um, sister. <laughs> yeah, it's ours. Just people that make me giggle. And so, you know, turning that on, listening to a little bit of it. Um, also, something that I've really gotten into the past couple of days, just being stuck at home, I've been doing at home workouts, which kind of give me like, kind of remind me of COVID times, which is a little scary, but I have really enjoyed, um, you know, the, the workouts I've been doing. I've been doing the Apple Fitness app um, and they have dance workouts and they have them that are like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So you can get like a really, really short dance workout and you just have to like go in. No one's watching you. It's just you and just have fun. And it's so unlike me to do this, but I've really, really liked it. Like I did a Rihanna one this morning and had the best time. Oh my gosh. I would pay so much money to watch you do a dance workout. Seriously. I mean, it's one of those things like you feel so silly doing it, but it's also like you're having so much fun. It doesn't matter. Your body naturally produces so many endorphins. You get a rush of endorphins when you exercise and work out. And um, something that my psychiatrist told me is that a lot of people in testing 30 minutes of exercise equated the same amount that a prescription medication was helping people with when it comes to managing stress. And so like, go, I mean, Gyms are great, but you can always go on a walk, go on a jog. Hot girl walks, I do believe, are like one of the most healing things in the world. Yeah, I. That's the. That's another reason I'm really struggling with the weather right now because I can't get outside. Um, I guess I'm refusing to, but it's miserable to go outside right now, and so I am missing my walks. But you know, usually if the weather is behaving as normal, I I can get out a couple of times in the week and go on a hike or a walk. So I really do enjoy that and. Um, you know, the, the last free thing on my list is, um, Mario and I have been watching the Netflix series, the blue zones. It came out a while ago, but we just got into it and it focuses on parts of the world that have the highest percentage of people that live, um, like to a hundred or beyond. And Mm -hmm. this guy goes in and he studies like what they eat, what they do, their culture, society, like everything about them. And it was interesting because of all the places, like they're scattered throughout the world, like Italy, Japan, California. Um, they all have really 
high connection. Like they're all very focused on connecting with people in their lives. They all like no one is lonely. No one is just sitting at home by themselves all day. They're reaching out. They're with friends. They're calling family members, like really, really big on making those connections. And, you know, just like having a 10 minute conversation with a friend on the phone or doing a quick FaceTime, like that can work wonders. Absolutely. I feel so recharged when I talk to people on the phone or like friends that I've been missing. I want to hear about their life. Like it is a good, like just kind of pause in my day, focus on something else that brings me joy. And then I'm usually able to get back to what I was doing in a better headspace than trying to power through. And I'm just not feeling my best or I'm stressed or overwhelmed. Yeah, totally. And then I guess some of the techniques that are on our list that actually require, you know, a little bit of money. Um, for me would be acupuncture. I've recently gotten back into acupuncture and it has worked wonders on my TMJ, on my jaw. It's been like night and day. Um, and also like Mario's been doing it on his knee and it's made huge improvements. And I know my mom was told that she needed to get bicep surgery and got acupuncture for a while and her bicep is fine. So it is just like a magical treatment and I can't recommend it enough. I've actually never done acupuncture, but I... I feel like I should. I just think there's so much wisdom in ancient Chinese medicine. I mean, it's been around for thousands of years. Um, So, you know, it works or people wouldn't still be doing it. I used to be really scared of needles. Like, you know, this, I've worked through this extreme needle fear from like childhood, but I feel like I could definitely do it now. It doesn't hurt. Like, I think I'm more anxious for the buildup, but then when they put the needles in, like you don't even feel it. And I just turn on the meditation and zone out for 10 minutes and then they come and take them out. Yeah, like if I can do Botox, I can definitely do acupuncture. Yeah, if you're doing Botox, you cannot say you can't do acupuncture. There's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I'd like to try as well. I mean, obviously, it's important to find good people, um, trustworthy people. He puts them at the top of your head, and he said that those are the happy needles because that's where your anxiety, it helps regulate like anxiety, depression, memory. Like it's really, really, really great. I would let that man drive a nail into my head. Seriously. Um, That's a really good tip. I would say that my kind of only tip that I've written down um, that's not obviously free are supplements. And I think, you know, as much as I've talked about medication, this episode, not everyone needs to be medicated, especially for like everyday stress. There's a lot of ways to manage it. And the biggest, so I wrote down three that I love. The biggest one for me, I know you guys have seen it all over TikTok, but ashwagandha. I remember seeing a TikTok. Or you have first... been like an ashwagandha influencer for a long time now. You love it. I love it. I remember I moved to San Diego and I knew I needed to break up with my boyfriend. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? And I saw a TikTok and this girl said, I'd start taking ashwagandha, ended a relationship that wasn't serving me. And I'm in the best place I've ever been. And so I immediately went and bought so much ashwagandha. And it's a um, kind of supplement that you just can't take like all day every day for years and years they say to either do four weeks taking it two weeks off or take it every other day but I was slamming ashwagandha in the spring I probably wasn't even taking time off of it I was taking like I didn't know you were supposed to take time off of it there have been times in my life where I was taking it every day yeah they say that it's not great for you to take it you know 365 days a year but it is so it's so it's a calming um natural like it's like a vitamin i take it in- it's also a part of chinese medicine yes i take it in gummy form and it makes the biggest difference i feel like the fastest for me 
So that's one of them. I recommend ashwagandha. I love it. I think I do the Golgi brand. It's like a blue bottle. It tastes good. I like a little treat for bed. Um, magnesium. I know magnesium is in a lot of drinks like recess. Actually, recess is how I quit vaping. Um, when I was living in Hawaii, I was just drinking recess every night before bed because it has magnesium in it. It does make you have to go to the bathroom. Like magnesium really does, you know, a lot of people say that. But if you guys is that what milk and magnesium is? Is that why? I don't know. I just know that like it has me sometimes running to the restroom. Um, that might be TMI, but like it has that effect. Like if I have a recess, I'm like, woo. But magnesium is involved in regulating your adrenal glands, which we've talked about this whole um episode. And they there's this thing going around on TikTok right now called Sleepy Girl Mocktails. Have you heard of this? No. Tell me about it's- it. It's like a mocktail that people are making. I don't know the exact ingredients, but they're putting scoops of the calm magnesium powder in it. And when I, I was going that. through my Yeah, I have it too. When I was going through my breakup, I was literally I could have been snorting that. Like I was every day so much before bed. And it really does do a great job, like we said, regulating your nervous system. Um, it's not expensive. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because A, I totally forgot I had it in my pantry. And B, magnesium is also really, really great for TMJ. Oh, yeah. Relax your jaw a little bit. Um, And then my last one is L-theanine, which also is in recess and a lot of those kind of like adaptogenic drinks. Um, But L-theanine triggers dopamine and serotonin release in your body, which is huge. And what I learned today through my gene site test, I haven't even told you this, um, is that I found out that my body doesn't naturally regulate folic acid like the average person's body does. Like my number was like right in the middle of like good. Basically your folic acid. And the reason that it's not great that my number was in the middle is it makes your body kind of confused on when to release dopamine and serotonin. So when the average person might be releasing a lot of serotonin in times they should be feeling really happy because my body doesn't regulate it as much as the average person, it could leave me feeling anxious because I'm like, why do I feel like this when I should feel mm-hmm. like that? And so I learned that through my gene site testing. And he was like, this makes a hundred percent sense why you are like really, really sensitive to environments, like why things make you feel really strongly, why your anxiety like is present in your life. A lot of people battle depression when they have this. My numbers weren't like extremely low where it's like concerning, but um, that was something that he brought up. So L-theanine is something that I've had incorporated in my life in the past. And I'm going to start bringing back because that could help me with that number. And I'm so glad to the gene site test because that kind of makes me feel like, okay, like this is why I'm this way, you know? Yeah. Um, another one that I really like, in addition to all of the three that you just said, radiola. Okay, that was on the, the that was on a TikTok the other day, and I I've never taken that. What is that? Well, I've never taken it by itself, but I've taken it in um, one of the hum vitamins that I used to take was like stress reducer or whatever. It had ashwagandha, rodo, rode, wow, rhodiola, and L-theanine, I think. And um, it's just a great supplement to help, you know, battle that spike of cortisol that you can get throughout the day. And yeah, going back to the magnesium though, like the recess drinks, that is up there with my sound machine and putting me to sleep. Like I can have one sip of recess and I'm falling out of my chair asleep. Oh my gosh. I had one the other day from Oxford Floral in Oxford. It was called Drink Your Meditation. And I swear, I was like convinced that these Oxford moms had given me an edible. I was like, what the fuck? Like I was 
my eyes were literally like, it looked like I was so high. I don't smoke weed. I don't like it. So I don't really love that feeling either. And my eyes, like I couldn't open them. I was like not ready to go to bed, but I was like, well, my eyes are closed. Since I'm not drinking this month, um, I've been taking my baths at night and I've been having like coconut water or maybe like a Shirley sparkling non-alcoholic rosé or something. And I guess I'm going to have to like get back into the recess game and have one of those because I like them when I'm going to sleep, like right before I go to bed. But like, yeah, I remember before I knew that they made me tired, I was drinking them in the middle of the day and confused as to no. why I just couldn't even keep my head upright. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It really is. And there's other great things. Like I did a photo shoot with a company called Day Trip, which is a CBD infused soda. We're all about like, I love Olipop, Poppy, Day Trip, all these things that are, um, replacements for like sugary sodas. You know, I love a Coke. I love a regular Coke and day trip is CBD infused. And I did a photo shoot for them and I was dead. They were, they were like pouring CBD day trip into us all day. Cause we were like taking pictures or like, take a sip, cheers, take a sip, take a sip. By the end of the day, Blaine and I were sitting there and they were like fixing our makeup for the last part of the photo shoot. And I was like, are you high? Like, are you? And she was like, I can't even like move. And I was like, me either. And so I take the day trip um, gummies before bed a lot. And it's just CBD. It's not THC, which I do have to be careful in California because sometimes I feel like if I go get vitamins, there's a chance that there could be THC in them. But um, yeah, that makes me really calm too. It helps me kind of like ease into bed a little bit better. Yeah. Um, So those are our top tips and things that we're incorporating into our day-to-day lives to help regulate our stress levels, our cortisol spikes. Mostly when I say our, I mean mine because mine are off the charts right now. Um, I will do this. And like I said, report back to you guys. Um, And honestly, like it's funny, all of my feeds right now, like every social media feed is just like wellness influencers and, you know, people that are talking about this kind of content just because I've been searching it and looking for it. Um, and some of my favorites, we talked about purely being guided meditations. Those are amazing. I also really like the Mindful in Minutes podcast. We're actually going to have the host on in a couple of episodes to talk about the vagal nerve and how we can um, use meditation to improve your vagal nerve, your vagal nerve tone. And then another influencer that I follow that I really like is The Wellness Farm. I actually met her at an event in Malibu for Symbiotica, which is an amazing brand. They have some great vitamins and little packets. I take their vitamin C packet every day. Um, But she has so much helpful information about different types of supplements and all of these kind of like buzzy words that are floating around. So definitely check her out as well. Yeah. And kind of in the theme of wellness and supplements, you guys know we love Funkit Wellness. They are a partner of ours. We have a code. It's SISTERS, all caps, for I think 15% off your order. And that's another great way, like hormone balance. What? It's actually 17%. So bonus 2%. Okay. SISTERS, all caps, 17% off. Um, And that's a great way to really get your body in check just by regulating your hormones. We talk about this all the time. If your hormones are off, your body's off. And so- Funkit Wellness is one of mine. Kate Morton, the founder, was on our podcast a few episodes back in season two. So that's another great episode to listen to if you're kind of interested in learning more about that topic. Yeah, I think people forget that cortisol is a hormone too. Yeah. So you got to regulate that. Yeah, absolutely. So like we said, those are just some of our tips. Like we're not doctors. 
PSA. We did not go to med school, but we um, just have had like our own life experience. And so take what helps you and leave the rest. That's what our mom always says. And um, we are excited to have some guests on the next few weeks to talk more in depth and share their um, actual professional wisdom. But I will put everything that we mentioned, the calm powder and um, all other things, supplements in our show notes. So you guys can easily find those and also links to our apps, favorite apps and meditations. Yay. Well, this has been really helpful for me to just kind of talk through all of this info. And yeah, I'm glad you guys tuned in and I hope that you find it helpful as well. Yeah, let's go into 2024, the most peaceful year yet. And we'll see you guys all in next week's episode. Bye.